drama on one. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on one. You're listening to RTE Radio 1. Drama on One is offered as a podcast at rte.ie forward slash drama on one and of course here on RTE Radio 1 on Sunday nights. Tonight's drama is Hurl by Katie Honan. Waterford woman Janet Walsh, a complete hurling novice, is feeling left out. So, in an effort to belong, Janet channels her inner Marty Morrissey with an undercurrent of Bridget Jones and voyages into the world of Ireland's beloved national sport. Starring Jamie Beamish, Amelia Crowley, Joe Taylor and Katie Honan, this is Hurl by Katie Honan, which took third prize at the 2022 PJ O'Connor Awards. Where will the Lee McCarthy reside? Right now, none of us have a clue. The noise from the crowd. Who is going to win it? Cork or Waterford? The rebels against Adacia. Feel the passion, the sense of belonging, the pride of our people. For this is Ireland. This is our culture. This is Croke Park at All-Ireland Final Day. What you're about to see and feel is the heartbeat of the nation. From 3.30 this afternoon, every pop, goal, block, hook, crash, roar, cut, whistle, gasp, cheer has history. History with a capital D. History with our DNA. The history of our families. John Milan. I love me county. Throwing is about to happen. And it's on! What a load of shit. Is what I, Janet Walsh, Waterford City girl, would have said before this summer started. I hadn't a clue about hurling. Well, I had a clue, but didn't care. The family is obsessed, though, with the fellas with the sticks. I never belonged in their little GAA gang that travelled off on a Sunday with large umbrellas, flasks of tea and ribs in tinfoil. The essential halftime snack and only Billy Murphy's will do, according to my mother. But who wouldn't want to belong to something? I didn't, for a long time, until one day, in the piss and rain, in a field, at the back of our housing estate. I'm at my little brother Ryan's club final, three months ago, BC, before Cork, playing Cork in the All-Ireland final. So I'm here watching my little brother Ryan's match, when I'm standing in the car park smoking, but I can see them all running around from here. Mam and her best mate Teresa are on the sideline in all their rain gear. They are committed. Maggie is my man. A fairly unemotional woman, but she's a great problem solver. I would go to her in a heartbeat with cooking, tax or car insurance queries. Teresa is her best friend. I work with her in the local spa. She is not someone I go to to solve a problem, because then the whole town would know my problem. Mother Teresa Motormouth. I wonder what the two of them even talk about. Well, Teresa girl, how are you? How are you now, complaints? Oh, do you have complaints? No, no, girl, sure I'm grand. Today I am extremely hungover. I should be on the couch watching reruns of Celebrity Masterchef, counting down the minutes to when it's an appropriate hour to call Domino's. Why am I even here? You're going, Janet. It's a club final, first one he's played. Asher, sure he's playing them all the time. How would you know? When was the last time you went to a game? I went to that match. In Mount Zion. That was not a game you went to. That was a party in the Mount Zion Centre. Okay. Well, it's a hurling area. You're going to your brother's match. 
Ah, yes. That's why I'm here. Myself and Maggie's mother-daughter relationship has struggled to go deeper than, well, I guess, an appreciation for one another. Now, a mother-son relationship, on the other hand, an Irish mother-son relationship is interesting. And also concerning, perplexing, frustrating, bizarre, but overall, loving. It is a bond that is not to be broken. I don't really care, apart from the fact that my little brother is a little shit, and my older sister Ellie is busy with her husband and babies, so there is no jealousy amongst us toward the mother-son connection between Mam and Ryan. No jealousy at all. None at all. None at all. Chats with my little brother generally consist of shouting through walls. Myself and Ryan's communication skills are a bit like... Ryan! Are you still on FIFA? Is that your last load of washing? Load up. Load of what? What other load do you need done? Messy! Yeah, I know the bloody place is messy, Ryan. It needs to be sorted before Mam gets back from work. Ryan! Mam and Ryan's communication skills are a bit like... Will I pick you up after training, love? Yeah. Do you want dinner for six? No. Seven? Yeah. Chicken? No. Steak it is. <sighs> they are an interesting pair to live with. They are also concerning, perplexing, frustrating, bizarre, but overall, irritating. They have their little GAA gang that say a good day in Croke Park is better than sex. Ryan says that about sex, not ma'am, obviously. I don't know the last time ma'am would have had sex. My dad died when I was 15. Ryan was four, early 20. My mum didn't have any boyfriends after that, I think. She's a strong lady. Maggie didn't even shed a tear at the funeral. Powered through, powered on. I didn't want to leave her though, move out. Not while Ryan was young. Maybe I'm making excuses. Maybe I'm a homebird. Maybe I'm lazy. Maybe I don't know who I am, what I'm doing, where I'm going, and feeling all the cliches you're supposed to feel when you are reaching. 30. We are in the final minutes of the match. Ryan Walsh picking it up. Got it as far as John O'Dwyer and John O'Dwyer strikes this one inch perfect. And that's straight over. The whistle blows. Mount Sign have done it. What a day. What a team. Exceptional young talent. A win that will bring a tear to any supporter's eye. Ryan Walsh's mother is beside herself. Her young son winning his first local club final. Maggie Walsh is a steely woman. You may not see her well up in the eye, but her passion and support is seen through. But hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. There is a tear. A tear from Maggie. A tear from Mam. I have literally never seen that woman cry. day is where it started. My hurling obsession. Seeing my mother cry on the Mount Sign pitch that day was interesting, concerning, perplexing, frustrating, bizarre, but overall heartbreaking. Her connection with my brother in this sport ran so deep that it had the ability to produce a tear from Maggie Walsh's eye. So, 
I wanted to investigate and interrogate the world of hurling to see why the fuck my family cared about GAA so much. Infiltrate their gang. And I had my own accomplice, Ali, best friend since school. A ball breaker when it comes to sport and fitness. If we survived the mercy together, we can survive anything together. Sitting in alleys as I do most Friday evenings, having a rant. We've supported each other through a lot. Bad breakups, teenage pregnancies and dead dads. Our togetherness is strong, even though our life paths have been different. Ali had a baby at 17, is a recent ball breaker vegan and works in the full of beans shop. I live at home with my man. I love sausages and I work in my local spa. Glass of wine, Janet. Thanks, Sally. Pinot, yeah? Of course. It's an organic white from Drink Natural. Did you take a look at their site? I think I drink naturally enough. <laughs> Fair. So, what's the plan of action? First match this Sunday. Well, first match I'm going to. They've probably played a few before this. Yeah, they played a few. It's the quarterfinal on Sunday, Janet. Oh. The Dacia play Torless. Here we come. Torless? I thought we were playing Clare. No, like we're playing in Torless, Sample Stadium, but we're playing Clare the team line. Oh, cool. Right. Yeah. We're in Ryan's pub, Turles. Yes, Ryan's. I can't get away from the little feck. Pre-match points. We got the key to Kieran's rented bus. Ali's brother Dino got us a spot. The bus journey was full of excitement, anticipation and Guinness farts. Ryan's is filling up now and I am filling up on Heineken. I'm struggling to understand anything that's been said around me. Well, Dino boy, how are you? Well, Jim boy, I'm not too bad. Yourself? Grand boy. Noel O'Brien is on the edge of the square today. Powers in midfield. Lynch centre half forward. They roared us half during the week. It is, yeah. But you don't win all Ireland's in June. O'Brien is some speed in him at the moment, doesn't he? A fine hurler. Do you know him, Janet? Who? Noel O'Brien. Yeah. Square position. Er... <clears throat> uh... Will I get another round in? I'm a little on the piss side heading to the stadium. Oh, the grounds? The grounds. That's what people were calling it, I think. The smell of burger vans on the street is turning my stomach. Horns are blasting. Crowds are flowing. Where's the traffic? Hey, Pat. Hey, Pat, I'll take a pair. Two headbands, one for the sister and one for a friend. Your friend has no colour on What colour do you want? What colour? Ah, Tino, white. Jesus, how are you? Blue and white, blue and white. Jesus, the day she descends on you. Ah, some man, Pat. Hey, see you next match. Good look, boy, good look. Two for the fiver, two for the fiver. We're behind the goal, standing. We standing for the whole thing. Excitement building, nervousness lingering. Stadium filling and Heineken wearing off. Looking around at men, women and children in a sea of county colours. What's happening now? Oh, the players are coming on. Is the ground vibrating? Long strides, muscles stretching, jerseys billowing in the wind and clinging to the bodies of the players as they run into the roars. Oh, there he is, Jimboy. Noel O'Brien. Our saviour today. Some stride on him. Some stride on him. My God. The whistle blows and we're up. This All-Ireland Hurling quarter-final is underway. 
Who would have thought that I, Janet Walsh, would have been standing amongst these crazed fans watching a game I hadn't given two shites about before? In the crowd, there are cheers, jeers, and some sneaky beers in coat pockets. Steps, 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 Now we're beginning to holiday. Steps, where? Very what? Why do the lads keep talking about the wind? Oh, some wind. That was serious wind there. I'm confused, but feel like I am jolted awake by the energy of play. I may not understand what's happening in play, but the passion and support is making my ears ring. I yell until I am hoarse. I roar with the rest. We are in the final minutes of the match. The Dacia still with a two-point lead, but can they hold on to it? An All-Ireland semi-final spot is within touching distance now for the boys in blue and white. Noel O'Brien, he strikes, and it's over! This man is on fire! The referee blows the full-time whistle. It is Waterford going through to the semi-final to play Kilkenny in three weeks' time in Croke Park. Go on, the Dacia. It's cried out here in Simple Stadium! Waterford wins, and I roar with the rest. Jesus. I can't wait for a point. So needless to say, the sporting day out in Thurles was full of surprises. Mainly, I was surprised how much I bloody loved it. The exhilaration, the intensity, the focus of the players. Focus was never a skill of mine. I once thought should I join the army? Find focus. But at my sister Ellie's hen, we did paintball in the woods and all the military gear, and it was very full on. Too full on. I could take the exhilaration and intensity of a live hurling game. <sighs> 20 Waterford women running around the woods and kill Macau with guns is another story. But by going to the quarterfinal in the flesh, I became fascinated and fixated on hurling. I focused in on learning more, hoping my focus would last. I'm in work on a Sunday. I had a few too many pinos with Ali last night and my head is sore. We are two weeks away from the semi-final. Excitement is starting to build and of course pressure on the players will be mounting. And no one knows how to lay this on as thick as Mother Teresa Motormouth. She is on the till beside me today. Great. Exactly what a girl needs with a white wine headache. All week I've been watching hurling skills videos. Me and Mam sat down to watch the history of hurling together. It was strange. It was nice. So along with Teresa in my ear today, I have hurling documentaries and pundits' voices spinning around my head. It is a busy one here today. The Barrack Street Spar this Sunday is bursting with locals. Breakfast rolls and Sunday times flying off the shelves. Spicy chicken fillet sustenance for those that are hungover and a bottle of Lucasade to seal the deal. But what's this? What's this? Noel O'Brien! Noel O'Brien, star hurler, has just walked into the shop. Broad shoulders, big muscles, thick thighs, friendly smile. He gets his few bits. He's in the queue. He's in the queue for my tail. Now I am sweating a lot. It's likely the booze. I probably stink. Morning. Morning, Noel! Oh, sorry, you don't know me. But, yeah, you know... <laughs> It's warmer now today. Ah, stop by, even me eyeballs are sweating. <laughs> well, Teresa, girl. Well, no, boy. Well done last weekend. Yeah. Thanks very much. Are you all set for the semis in a fortnight? 
I already have the day booked off work and everything. No pressure. But just better win. <laughs> Myself and Mick have dinner booked in the Dooley's Hotel for that evening. A celebration dinner. No pressure, though. Not good for the head, that. Pressure. How's your mother? Good. Good. Right, thanks, ladies. Have a good one. Noel, I'll be at the match. Cool. I thought you said Hurlin is a pile of shike. Huh? Shike! I said Hurlin is a pile of shike. Uh, right. Well, see you at the next game, so. I think it's safe to say my focus has drifted onto something else. Someone else. But I'm still in a Hurlin area. Sitting in Ali's, as I do most evenings after a frustrating shift with Teresa. Ali is always a great ear and support when I have somehow embarrassed myself. <laughs> Harlan is a pile of shike. <laughs> yes, Ali. I said to Noel O'Brien that Harlan is a pile of shike. Does shike mean it? Let me look it up. Shike is an honorific title in Zen sect for the one who possesses the ability to guide ascetic monks. Ah, sure that's a nice compliment. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yes, Ali is very helpful when I have somehow made a fool of myself. I'm not sure why I really care about saying shike or sweating or babbling or probably blushing in front of Noel. Well, I suppose I care because... He is unbelievably amazing and attractive and I would consider having his children. But myself and Noel have zero in common, unfortunately. Noel lives a life of discipline and focus. I do not. Why don't you come to the gym next week? The Waterford team use the same one. I'll show you how to pump. I don't want to pump. Go on, Janet, an energy boost. And I'll send you on some of my favourite recipes that are really detoxifying. Well, slow down. I am not going vegan, Ali. Come on, you've been wanting to shake stuff up, try new things. Well, what better than some dairy-free smoothies and nut roast dinners? A nut has no place in a roast dinner. <laughs> I am in the gym, the Terre Hotel gym. It's Ali's gym. I am five days into Ali's energy boosting regime. I am five minutes away from getting off this treadmill saying, screw this, and running around the corner to Catty Barry's for a pint. But I won't do that. I am committed to staying committed. Seeing the competitive fire in Thurless that day shook something in me. Seeing Noel O'Brien inspired definitely shook my head and sweated my everything. So here I am, shook and sweating on a Terre Hotel treadmill after a week of gym workouts and vegan recipes. Red in the face, moist in the pits, and shorten my breath. I am energized, slightly zombified, and now mortified because Noel O'Brien has just walked onto the gym floor. Hi, Noel! Uh, bodyguard. Oh, Jesus, sorry. Again, you don't know me, but yeah, you know. You're a grand girl. Not in work this evening, no. Inspire? Uh, no, no, just here. <laughs> Working out. Good on you. I'm red in the face and moist in the pits. <laughs> yeah, sure, that's what you want, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> you too. Oh, and uh, I looked up shy. 
Something to do with guiding monks. Harlan was a pile of shite. I guess that's a compliment, really. It's religious. Harlan sorta is a religion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Cheers for that one. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm at home with Matt. This day next week, we will be in Croke Park playing Kilkenny in the All Ireland semi final. What you know? Mam is already planning where she will park the car, questioning how many sandwiches she should make, and worrying that she hasn't made her order yet with Billy Murphy. The ribs for half time. And then the strangest thing happens. Janet, will you call round to Billy's in the morning to order my ribs for next weekend? Me? Yes, you. Sure, there's no one else sitting here. You want me to order your ribs? I'll write down exactly what I want. I think they know your order, ma'am. I'll write down exactly what I want. Yeah, I'll do that for you. Thanks. Till that day, myself and Maggie's relationship had struggled to go deeper than an appreciation for one another. So, the fact that ma'am asked me, trusted me, to go to Billy Murphy's to place her order for her All-Ireland semi-final ribs was a big moment for our relationship. I knew we were getting closer. Like I knew me and Noel were getting closer from her exchange in the gym. He stopped to chat to me. He remembered me from Spar. He looked up something stupid I had said and made a little joke about it. All round I was feeling the closeness. I'm in Bailey Murphy's, Monday morning, ready and waiting in the queue to hand in Mam's order. Croke Park this Sunday? Buzz is bubbling through Waterford with blue and white button taking over most front walls. It's busy here today for a Monday morning in Billy's. Butchers shout across the counter asking for people's orders. I pass over my little slip of paper. Sorry, love, we're closed this weekend for renovation. Please tell me you're joking. Closed from Thursday, I'm afraid, and Maggie normally picks them up on a Friday afternoon. Any other suggestion? The lies are good. No! She has a very particular mother, this one. <laughs> Don't we all? She is particular. Very particular. And this is the first time she trusted me, well, trusted anyone, to come and make this ceremonial order. Billy Murphy's, the best tasting ribs you can get. But now I have to go and tell her you're closed on the weekend of the All-Ireland Hurling semi-final. One that Waterford is in. And because Maggie Walsh believes to have anything done right, she needs to do it herself. She will probably think if she came here today, the outcome would have been different and that you wouldn't have been closing for renovation. Mothers are tricky, all right. Uh, would you like a cup of tea? Sitting in Costa, Noel O'Brien is getting me a tea. A coffee wouldn't have been wise. I am wired enough. My minor outburst in the butchers has resulted in a sit-down with Noel. Likely because he's concerned about my mental well-being, but a sit-down nonetheless. Here we go. Soy milk, yeah? Yeah, thanks. Jesus, I can't stand that stuff. Cow's milk for me all the way. Okay, now I really like him. Not only for his thick thighs, broad shoulders and dairy-drinking ways, he has a friendly nature and cares for crazies who shout over meat counters at defenceless butchers. We sit and talk about mothers and sport. Mothers and hurling. Jesus, how Irish is that? He seems keen to know more about my sudden interest in the sport. 
You call out every hurler's name when you see them. It's weird seeing a celeb. Someone who is madly admired walking around your own city. But that's where Waterford hurlers live. Here, in Waterford. Uh, you must get called out all the time. A bit. <laughs> I, I've run into you a fair few times, though, over the past couple of weeks. You'll start to think I'm following you. Oh, I don't think you're following me. <laughs> I am following. I am following the game of hurling so intensely that I'm probably gravitating towards you. <laughs> and locations you are in. Mam boils the kettle, and I wait for her to take a seat before I break the news. After Costa, Noel drove me to Malloy's to make a ribs order for Mam. It's not perfect, but it's something. The two of us chatted the whole way from Liz Duggan to Barrack Street, which is like a seven-minute drive, but still, chatting away. His family history is steeped in hurling tradition with star players and a grander groundsman of Walsh Park. Every Friday before a big game, Noel gets the keys and walks around the field. It's become a superstition of his. Also, what's become a superstition is where my mother buys these bloody ribs. The kettle is boiled, the tea is made, she's sat down, I have to tell her, stay calm. So basically, ma'am, Billy Murphy's is closed for renovation at the weekend. I made an order with Malloy's instead, it's already done. I'll collect them myself on Friday at 4pm and bring them straight back to the house. You don't have to worry about a thing or think about it again. Right. Is that okay? Okay. Is that okay a yes or is she just shell-shocked and repeating what I'm saying? I'll take it as a yes. Noel said there's nothing wrong with tradition taking a different shape sometimes. We learn from change. I wasn't really sure how that connected with Mam's failed Billy Murphy order, but Noel is an impressive guy to talk to. And to prove he wasn't afraid to change, he invited me on a superstitious walk around Walsh Park. This Friday at 2pm. Invited me. Here we are. Me and Noel. Noel and I in Watch Park. In two sleeps time, Waterford take on Kilkenny. A rivalry like no other, and a draw most Dacia fans dread. Our championship history against the Cats is, well, I guess, troubling. Over the years, even though Waterford folks say they've stopped believing at times, they never really do. So expectation is high, as always. Do you get nervous? Eh, uh, more excitement, really. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> it is, yeah. But you can decide how much you put on yourself. A big push for me is wanting to make me family proud. You can't let that overwhelm you, though. You have to want it for yourself, too. I've never felt expectation from my folks. We all feel it, just in different ways. We do a couple of loops of the field. Mothers and sports all seem to be our choice of topics. Definitely some issues there. We head for the gate, and I'm almost feeling emotional. On Sunday, dreams are made or dashed. Noel locks up. We say goodbye, and then he leans in toward me. We are almost cheek to cheek. He goes to kiss my cheek, and I catch his lips. Oh, God. God. He aimed to kiss my cheek, not my lips. Oh, God. <laughs> well, uh, hope you enjoyed seeing Welsh Park. It's always a new experience seeing an empty ground. You can add that to your hurling study. Yes, I will add today to my hurling study.
Me and me boyfriend only live around the corner from you. Call in for a cup of coffee someday. We have plenty of GAA war stories. Uh, yeah. Sure. For sure. I wish him luck and walk away. I walk straight to the nearest pub. I land at Norris's and here is where I order a pint. How could I get it so wrong? So embarrassing. So frustrating. He was being good and kind. Giving his time to someone he could see was trying. I have been trying. Trying to connect to something other than a day-to-day -day monotony. Something other than a broken down communication cycle with the only parent I have left. Opening myself up to a community driven by belief and hope. But instead of connecting with Noel on a real level, I connect with his lips. Good God. The points are going down thick and fast as I wallow away the errors in my own stupidity. What time is it? Fuck. Fuck! It's 5.32. 5.32! The ribs! The ribs! Collection was 4pm. They close at 5.30, I think. Fuck! Janet Watch runs from Narcissus, leaving her pint behind. She is quick around the corner. A Nissan Micro comes quick around the bend. He beeps. Watch steps away from the challenge and just about makes it to Malloy's in one piece. But he's closed! The shutter's down! How has she done it? How has Janet Watch managed to make such a mess of this day? How can she go home and face her mother? The answer is, she doesn't! She goes back to the pub and finishes her pint. Walsh goes in the piss for the whole night. Rolls over till Saturday. She goes to Ali's and sleeps through till Sunday afternoon. Ali tries to wake her, but Janet sleeps through. Sleeps on. Match day today. The All-Ireland Senior Hurling Semi-Final. It's famous upon day of hurling here today. Nola Bryan, Nola Bryan, and it's opening up for me. It's a really good chance. It's a great chance. And he scores! A goal for the nation! The whistle blows, and it's victory for Waterford! So my first day out in Croke Park was not as I expected. Well, for one, I expected to actually be there. Not lying on Ali's couch, horrifically hungover, on my own, watching the match on telly. Ali gave me a place to stay while I stuck my head in the sand and hid from the world. She's a good friend who let Mam know I was alive and eventually gave me a kick up the hole to go home. I had to face the music with Maggie Walsh. Mam hasn't said a word since I got home. She put the kettle on though. That's a start. Maybe the start of a conversation. Or the start of many everyday things she will do without words. Milk. Yeah, please. Sugar. One. As always, ma'am. I can never be sure with you. I can't count on what you do these days. And there we go. The beginning of a conversation between us. Sideline digs, suggestive tones and domestic subject matters with double meanings. We haven't had many arguments over the years. I don't think we've been close enough to really hurt one another. How was the match? Very good. How was the traffic on the way home? Grand. Were you back late? About eight. Oh, not too bad. Fierce hungry. What? We were fierce hungry by the time we got home. Oh, 
Right, of course. Because we normally have the ribs at half time. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, look, ma'am. I knew I should have gone over to Billy's myself last Monday morning. Ma'am, that wouldn't have made any difference. He still would have been closed at the weekend for renovation. Well, sure, look, we'll never know now, will we? Look, ma'am, I'm sorry. Okay? I'm so sorry. You trusted me with something that was important to you and I messed up and let you down. I'm sorry. Right. Are we okay? Okay. Okay? What? Look, I don't understand when you just say okay to a question that should have a yes or no answer. I don't understand why we can't have a proper conversation about anything. Ever. Well, I feel like I'm pulling blood from a stone. Then I see you cry at Ryan's Club final a couple of months ago. And I think, can stones cry? Apparently they can. I'm not calling you a stone, that's mean. You are a rock, but a good rock. A stone is harder to crack. I think a rock is more crumbly. Not that I want you to crumble. Look, I think I want to get closer to you. The older I get, the more I realise how important you are to me. So I decided to learn more about what's important to you. And what can make a stone cry? Harlan. Your father played for Waterford. Really? With all his talk of Harlan, he never said that. Well, his playing days were well over by the time you were born. He got a bad injury when he was 22, shattered his right knee, had a number of surgeries, but he couldn't get his strength back. To this day, I could kill the Cork fella that did it. Your father retired young. He was happy to support Waterford, so he didn't talk about his playing days. But I will never forget the expression he had, running out of the tunnel in Croke Park for the first time, running into the roars of the crowd, pure pride. And I was so proud of him. Like, I am a Ryan when I see him play. Like, I am of you. You don't have to say that, ma'am. About me. That's amazing. Those stories about Dad. I am proud of you, Janet. I know you could have moved out by now. I know there's a part of you that stayed to help me when your father passed. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. You may not be able to stop Billy Murphy's from closing for renovation, something that I probably could have done. But you try. We're in the Hilt 16 pub in Dublin. Today is the day. The All-Ireland Senior Hurling Final. Waterford against Cork. I was back in the Kid Kiernan's bus today with Mam. Ryan was going to the match with his friends, so I convinced Maggie to come on the bus with us. Mam and Dina were getting on. Noel O'Brien is on the edge of the square today. Who's left cornerback? Cummins. Baker's in midfield. Oh, she's centre half forward. Noel O'Brien is a fine hurler. A fine hurler? Do you know him, Janet? I do, yeah. Sure I was only around for a coffee in his last week. Go away. The ceremonial walk from pub to grounds brings the streets of Dublin to a stop. The Cultures have taken over the capital for the day. To a dub, anyone that is not from Dublin is a Cultures. I'm not nervous at all today, boy. I sure hope you're nervous on the day like today. No place for nerves here today, boy. Not at all. Not at Come all. Come on, Jesus, I'm fierce nervous. 
The scale of the stadium can be seen in the skyline as we get closer. We come around the bend that brings Croke Park into full view. Jesus Christ. My stomach has taken a turn so fast I feel like I need the toilet. We are through the gates, through the crowds and up the concrete steps. We find our way to B1, our entrance for the hill. Oh my God. The green of the field, the height of the seats, the noise of the crowd and the match hasn't even started. Blowing up a storm by the stunning blast through the speakers. The air is fresh and filled with fear and bravery. We find ourselves a spot and man places down Billy's ribs. Blue, white and red seeps through the stadium and occupies every seat. 83,000 spots filled. Two agendas here today, but a sense of togetherness. The players suddenly shoot onto the field from the tunnel. Long strides, muscles stretching, jerseys billowing in the wind and clinging to the bodies of the players as they run into the roars. Mam catches my hand. Where will the Lee McCarthy reside? Right now, none of us have a clue. The noise from the crowd. Who is going to win it? Cork or Waterford? The rebels against the Dacia. Feel the passion, the sense of belonging, the pride of our people. For this is Ireland, this is our culture, this is Croke Park at All-Ireland Final Day. What you're about to see and feel is the heartbeat of the nation. From 3.30 this afternoon, every puck, goal, block, hook, crash, roar, cup, whistle, gasp, cheer has history. History with a capital D. History with our DNA. The history of our families. Throwing is about to happen. And it's on! And there you heard Hurl by Katie Honan, which took third prize at the 2022 PJ O'Connor Awards. Katie Honan was Janet and Jamie Beamish played Noel. Amelia Crowley played Maggie and Joe Taylor was Jim. Other parts were played by members of the company. Sound supervision was by Mark Dwyer and the dramaturg was Jesper Bergman. Drama on One would also like to thank Pat Hoyne, Colm Luby, Paul Farrelly and all the players and management at St Sylvester's senior hurling team Malahide. Hurl by Katie Honan was directed by Ethna Hand. The producer was Kevin Reynolds. Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on One.